pitchers and catchers report tomorrow. The offseason is pretty much done. So how did Chris Young do in his second offseason in charge of the defending champion, Texas Rangers? Talk about all that and more on this episode of Locked On Rangers. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers. Your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. You are locked on to the World Series champion, Texas Rangers. I'm Bryce Paddock, a cripplingly addicted Texas Rangers fan covering this team for 10 seasons, including all five as the founder and host of this podcast. Thank you all so much for making Locked On Rangers your first listen every single day. If you're not already, you can follow me on Twitter at Bryce Paddock. You can follow the show at Locked On Rangers. Hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform and on YouTube, where the best way you can help grow the show is to comment nearly any single thing below. Now, before we get into today's episode, this show is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. New customers join today. You'll get a hundred and $50 in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. Just visit fanduel.com slash locked on to get started. Now, you may be able to tell by my voice sounding like an insanely gravelly version of itself, but I've been dealing with a little bit of sickness over the last couple of days, which is why I wasn't able to get you a show on Monday. Deeply sorry about that. But hey, here we are one day closer to the offseason being done, one day closer to pitchers and catchers reporting, less than 24 hours from that happening. And we're here. Finally, we made it. The shortest offseason in Texas Rangers history felt incredibly long because I know all the rest of you, we were just ready to watch those uh, reigning world champ Texas Rangers strut out there, go out there in in their world championness, and just enjoy and, and revel in that just a little bit more. We've had a lot of fun, I'm sure, or at least I have this offseason, rewatching all the clips from every single moment in that World Series run and uh, just bragging about it, being absolutely hilariously obnoxious about it, and, and I'm, I'm sure hope that you have as well, because that's what the offseason of, of being a first-time champion is all about, is rubbing it in everybody else's faces. But hey, the offseason was very long. It was not very involved. There wasn't a whole lot this team needed to do this offseason. But let's look at who's in and who's out on this team from last year. Who's in? We got to start with the biggest addition, the most expensive addition, and that is starting pitcher Tyler Malley. A two-year deal for him, $22 million. Most of that will be paid in the year 2025. He is not expected to be back in pitching until sometime probably around June, somewhere in the midseason. He is still recovering from Tommy John surgery. He has spent, I believe, the entirety of his career with the Cincinnati Reds. And Malley was a guy who the Rangers looked at trading for. Uh, actually, no, he was with the Twins for about three seconds um, in uh 2022 and then in 23 only pitched uh let's see 42 innings combined with them only made four starts in the back half of 2022 the Rangers were looking at trading for him in that the deadline in 22 um but the twins gave up a pretty hefty package to not get a whole lot from Mally last year and this year only made five starts this year was very good in those five starts but then went down with Tommy John surgery the Rangers were looking to buy low on Mally kind of help him as a mid-season addition to this rotation kind of help it out not have to spend as much at the top end of the market I really really like the deal he's a right he strikes out a lot of guys doesn't walk a whole lot of guys doesn't allow a whole 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 bunch of home runs and I think he'll play uh, very well win the Rangers rotation I think he'll be a good midseason addition I think he will probably start um, assuming the Rangers get to the postseason which is, is going to be the whole question this year with 
half of their rotation, more than half of their rotation on the IL for half the season. I think it's a great signing. I really like the Rangers buying low. I really like um, what he brings to the Rangers in 2025. Not exactly sure what he's going to bring this year, but if he comes back around midseason and looks anywhere near the pitcher he's been in his career, that's a solid mid-rotation pitcher for a, a really decent price, and I really like the Rangers going and getting in on that. Next guy on their list that they signed is David Robertson, a closer slash late reliever slash I'm not sure if he's going to be the closer for this Rangers team. But he is a little bit on the older side and heading into, I believe, his age 38 season. He signed a one-year deal. It does have, I'm according to Track, it says there is a club option for 2025, which uh, I am very much liking if they can get him on a uh, two-year deal. It's not a very expensive club option, and it's not a very expensive buy. I believe $1.5 million. Coming off a season with the Mets and the Marlins last year, not as great with the Marlins after he was traded at the deadline, but very good with the Mets last year. Pretty darn good with the Phillies and the Cubs in 2022. Um, and just been one of the more reliable relievers in baseball the last couple of years. Has 15 years of big league experience under his belt. Will really help solidify this bullpen. Not an insane strikeout rate. Um, pretty darn good, though. Um, and he has just been... Fine, solid, dependable, which is what the Rangers could very much use. They could use some dependability in their bullpen in the back end. They could use somebody who they know exactly what they're going to get. Less um, volatility is better with the amount of very volatile relievers that the Rangers have in their pen at this point, adding a veteran. With that kind of experience, with that kind of confidence in himself, and you know, with the track record that he has, um, that's a great pickup for the Rangers and uh, not as expensive as I thought it might be. Still just a one-year deal for a guy who is actually, he'll be going into his age 39 season. Um, so still very much on the older side, but has never been a guy who relies too much on his velocity. Just a guy who has a cutter and injures a lot of weak contact, gets a decent amount of strikeouts, and I think will be a solid addition to this Rangers bullpen. Next guy on this list is Kirby Yates, another veteran reliever for $4.5 million, a one-year deal. Back in uh, twenty around 2019 to 2021, he was... <laughs> basically the best reliever in baseball and it really dealt with a lot of injury issues the last couple of years and and last year he pitched 61 games for the Braves and was just solid was just a solid back end reliever not one of their top two three guys but a lot of sixth seventh inning kind of appearances which is I think where he'll slot into this Rangers bullpen I assume it's Heather Leclerc closing out games and uh, I'm guessing that David David Robertson is probably going to be the Rangers eight inning, eighth inning guy or maybe that'll be Josh Spores. One of those two guys will be in the seventh and eighth inning, and then Yates will come in in some sixth innings or just as a kind of you know fourth option in this Rangers pen. I think it's a pretty low money signing. Obviously, uh, not a whole lot of risk, and also a guy who he's going into his age thirty seven season, so very much a veteran. But even when he was having a you know, forty one save season with a one nineteen ERA in his last All Star season, his only All Star season back in twenty nineteen with the Padres. He was not a guy who relied a whole lot or basically at all on premium gas. He's a guy who's got a sinker and he relies very much on pinpointing that location. And there's no reason to think he couldn't get back to at least a pretty darn good reliever. I don't know if he's going to have a sub one and a half ERA with the Rangers, but it's a solid option. It gives the Rangers another guy in their bullpen that really they can rely on that has a track record um, that is, is trustworthy and gives them some more depth in that pen because 
there were a lot of relievers that are out the doors we'll get to in just a second but hey bringing in Yates on a four and a half million dollar deal not a very expensive option and you know has a lot of upside to get back to you know at least a a pretty darn decent uh, reliever I don't think he's going to be having you know an elite season but definitely has that kind of upside and with the Rangers pitching coaching staff I, I think they could get a decent amount out of him but even if he just repeats what he did last year 60 innings with a 328 ERA and 80 strikeouts that's that's more than solid. That's more than good enough to be your fourth best option in your bullpen. Now, the other signings were not anything you know too flashy. They did bring back Travis Jankowski on a one-year, $1.7 million deal. Solid deal. Wanted to come back with the champs. Everyone loved him in that clubhouse. Provides a lot of value. I think we'll be starting significantly fewer games in 2024. Um, that, that's what the hope is. But hey, a lefty bat that has great on-base skills, great defensive skills, great base running skills, and is um, an exceptional guy in the clubhouse. That's a guy who you want to bring back, especially on a, a deal that cost controlled. Like, that's a no-brainer. That's a no-brainer for both sides to bring him back as the fourth outfielder. Maybe it will be the fifth outfielder, depending on uh, White Langford and when he comes up um, and how much outfield he's actually playing. Um, but still, great year, a great deal for the Rangers to bring him back. And the last major league guaranteed signing they made is Andrew Kisner, a backup catcher, one year, eight point two five million. $1.825 million, not $8 million for a backup catcher. No, just just under $2 million. For a backup catcher, it seems like Sam Huff is not going to be getting the vast majority of those reps as the backup catcher, which is fine. Kisner is is fine. He's got some pop in his bat. He's not um, you know, elite defensively. He's probably not going to be playing all that much. Obviously, the majority of the games are probably going to go to your all-star uh, switch-hitting goal glove catcher at Jonah Heim. And then you put Kisner in there as much as you need to give Jonah Heim a day off on his feet. Not anything too flashy, but not a whole lot done this offseason. Still some things they could do, but a lot of guys out the door. We're going to talk about them and some other important developments from this offseason and just how well did the Rangers do in this offseason as reigning champs. Right after this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit only available to U.S. customers. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day. On tomorrow's show, we'll be back talking with Connor Newcomb of Lockdown Orioles about who's going to run the American League for the next five years, whether it's going to be the Orioles and their very bright future or the Rangers and their bright present. Talk about all that and more on tomorrow's show. Now, let's look at who is out, who the Rangers have lost from their World Series championship team. First guy on the list is is Mitch Garver, two-year, $24 million deal to the Seattle Mariners, where he is going to primarily DH there, a deal that, that hurts because the Rangers probably could have matched that, probably could have used him. Maybe they couldn't have. Maybe Wyatt Langford is going to come up and, and provide the exact same level of production that Mitch Garver is. 
I think that's a bit of a high expectation for the 22-year-old Uber prospect. He might still live up to it, but um, he's also not going to catch games, as, as many games as, as White Langford. I'm, I'm pretty darn sure. The only way that happens is that if Mitch Garver catches literally zero games next year, which I, I don't think is going to be the case. It's a good sign for Seattle. It's a, a you know healthy bat in their lineup, or not, well, healthy, a hefty bat in their lineup. Um, really a lot of offensive production. A World Series hero drove in the game-winning run in Game 5 of the World Series. Shouts out to Mitch Garver forever. Bummer that he's going in the division, um, especially since I think he's going to be very good and I'm rooting for him to succeed. Um, and it's going to be hard for me, harder for me to do that when he is on a division rival. But hey, best to Mitch Garver, a good deal for the Mariners, a one of the few guys who I thought that the Rangers let go that they probably should have um, brought back, but still not anything the Rangers are going to lose a whole lot of sleep over. The next guy lost on this list that the Rangers, I don't think are going to lose a lot of sleep over, especially the contract he got. Rollis Chapman, one year, $10.5 million deal to the Pittsburgh Pirates. $10.5 million for the uh, Rollis Chapman experience is uh, a lot. It is a uh, wild and, and wacky ride. Uh, the Rangers got half a season of that. I think they're okay with, with letting Chapman go and his uh, tightrope, tight wire act uh, is obviously very, very stressful. We saw it in the postseason, but hey, help the Rangers get a ring. So uh, hat tip to him and hat tip to Pittsburgh for bringing in multiple former Ranger World Series champ. I guess, I guess still current Rangers World Series champs, because uh, another guy they brought in is Martin Perez on a one-year $8 million deal to help shore up their rotation, give them a veteran presence. I don't think the Rangers are losing much sleep over losing Martin Perez. Maybe a little bit with uh, some of the injuries that are in their rotation, just having one more guy who they feel pretty decent about giving you know 15 to 20 starts in a year. Um, but hey, good on Pittsburgh. I think he'll be a solid addition to their team and a solid addition to to their clubhouse. Obviously a great vibe, vibes guy in the clubhouse. Shout out to Martin Perez, World Series champion, Texas Rangers legend forever, as is Chris Stratton, who signed a two-year, $8 million deal to go to the Kansas City Royals, who were spending a lot more than people expected this offseason, bringing in a, a lot of relievers, a lot of starting pitching, and also giving a big old deal to uh, Colleyville Heritage's Bobby Witt Jr., I believe up to $300 million is what that deal caps out on at 10 or 11 years. There's a lot of money there for a superstar in our game, a Dallas native, so shout out to him. And the Kansas City Royals, who also brought in former World Series champion, three-time, three-straight World Series champs uh, for Will Smith on a one-year $5 million deal. So the Royals pick up two former Rangers of Pittsburgh, Pirates pick up two former Rangers, and the Mariners pick up one former Ranger. Um, solid offseason. All these guys are, are guys I think the Rangers could definitely live without having. Um, but still, just a little bit of uh, impact into that depth. I, I think the the other guys who the Rangers signed in, in Robertson and Yates, I trust them significantly more than Chapman, Stratton, and Smith combined um, for what they're going to bring this year. And I'm not too worried about it. There are still some free agents the Rangers could bring back. I don't think they likely will at this point, unfortunately. There's still Jordan Montgomery out there. There's still Robbie Grossman out there, Brad Miller, Matt Bush. And hey, do we want a, a Jake Odorizzi uh, reunion? Could, could that be a thing? 
Probably not. Odor Rizzi probably not going to sign for another couple weeks, still rehabbing from that shoulder injury that kept him out for the entire season. Montgomery is the only one on this list who I think is a possibility, but it's feeling like every single day that we don't have any news on him signing with the Rangers, that ship gets further and further away, or further and further sailing away, um, which is an absolute bummer, which, because the entire offseason, we're talking about how bring back Jordan Montgomery is the only thing you really need to do, make some other minor signings, maybe improve the bullpen a little bit, which they did, maybe improve the rotation a little bit in depth, which they did with Tyler Malley, but he's out for half the year, and Jacob DeGrom is out for half the year, and oh, we're talking about other important developments from this offseason. Max Scherzer had surgery to repair a herniated disc in his back. He is also going to miss half the season, so you have three of who are probably your top four pitchers on the IL for about half the season. Scherzer's supposed to be back sometime in June. He has already passed the longest, the most, uh, you know, worrisome date of, of when it's most likely that he would have any kind of setbacks in the recovery. So that June uh, return time is, is looking pretty likely. I'm not sure if that's early, mid, or late June, but it has been declared as June so that's what the Rangers have. Uh, also, Jacob Grom has been throwing from 90 plus feet as of a couple weeks ago. He is on pace to return sometime in August, which would be great if the Rangers could get two months of Jacob Grom this year plus a postseason run, even a month and a half plus a postseason run. Heck, even two weeks of the regular season, if there is a postseason run to have postseason Jacob Grom starts. I think the Rangers will most definitely take that. They also had another injury this offseason. Corey Seager had surgery to repair a sports hernia. He should not miss any time in the regular season. He's projected to come back sometime around with about two weeks left uh, until the regular season. So about two weeks of spring training, which really is about all Corey Seager needs to get ready. We saw one of the very impressive things about him last year is that whenever he did spend time on the IL, he took about three seconds to get back to his full Corey Seager form, uh, which is just incredibly difficult and incredibly impressive thing for him to do. Because once he's in that lineup, he is absolutely outstanding. So the Rangers are um, you know, not happy that they had to have surgery on their star shortstop. But hey, it was either that or waited out till spring training rolled along. And then he could have to have the surgery a little bit later. He decided to be preemptive about it. Obviously not the first option. Had a few months of healing. Then once he resumed baseball activities, still flaring up. So the Rangers said, all right, let's go ahead. Let's get the surgery. Let's get this done with so we can be sure that our star World Series MVP, excuse me, two-time World Series MVP can be in the lineup for opening day on March 28th against the Chicago Cubs. Because, man, I am so looking forward to that day. We're getting closer and closer to that day. One last deal that was a another important thing for the Rangers is Adolis Garcia. Avoiding arbitration, avoiding an arbitration hearing, and uh, you know, avoiding extend making that streak of no arbitration hearings for the Rangers extended for at least 25 years. It will be between the Rangers having an arbitration hearing. Lee Stevens was the last one. That was in the year 2000. This year, they were very, very close. This was about as close as they've gotten. Literally on the day of the arbitration hearing, the Rangers agreed to a two-year extension for Adoles Garcia, so he will not be going into arbitration hearings next year either. 
it's guaranteed at $14 million, so averaging $7 million in the next couple of years with a lot of incentives for MVP finishes. I believe there's also all-star incentives. Could go all the way up to $20.25 million for him on this two-year deal. A nice sign of respect for the club giving to their postseason hero, a guy who has been with his team uh, through the worst years of the very quick rebuild. Not a whole lot of guys who have been there for you know, the really awful years of, of starting in, in 2020 and in 2021, it was a very fast turnaround. Um, even 2022 was was pretty rough as well. But, uh, man, they got that thing turned around quick. And it's nice to show a sign of respect to Adoles Garcia and not have to do this arbitration song and dance with him again next year. Coming up, we'll look at the TV deal, what that means for the Rangers if they're finally going to bring back Jordan Montgomery and just rating this offseason in general because it has been a very, very quiet run for your World Series champs. Practice this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Get buckets with your first bet on FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Football season is over. Congratulations to a Red Raider and a three-time Super Bowl MVP in Patrick Mahomes. Uh, there's just something about uh, Red Raiders and winning championships. There's Pat Mahomes and there's Josh Young. And if you're wanting to bet on something other than basketball or football that is now done, you can go look at the Rangers World Series odds. They have the fifth best odds, according to Fandle, at plus 1,400 behind the Dodgers, Braves, Astros, and Yankees. So if you want to get in on that action, head to FanDuel.com slash on and shoot your shot. Fandle, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. Shout out to the Everydayers for making Lockdown Rangers your first listen every single day. Later on this week, I'll be back either late on Wednesday or early on Thursday talking about uh, the biggest storylines for the Rangers in spring training because, boy, as you're listening to this, we are either there or almost there. Just one day away from pitchers and catchers reporting. Now, this TV money deal was the story hanging over the Rangers for the offseason, so much so that uh, Josh Hader, who signed a five-year deal with the Astros, said that it was the reason he thought that the Rangers never really made a serious offer, never really were in contention to acquire his services, despite being linked to him by a lot of different publications for the vast majority of the winter. But Rangers missed out on him. That is okay. As long as they don't miss out on another lefty starting uh, lefty pitcher, this one is a, a starter and has been on the Rangers. Uh, but I digress. The TV deal, money is done. The Rangers have agreed. The judge has approved. The money is heading to the Rangers. So it looks like the Rangers will most definitely be with Bally Sports for 2024. There will be an updated TV cruise as CJ Nikowski is no longer with the team. He will be with the Braves closer to home. He lives in Atlanta during the offseason. So he wanted to go to the Braves, the Raiders said, okay, happy trails. Best of luck to you in Atlanta. And he will be replaced by a combination of David Murphy, Mike Bassick, and Dave Valley. Also, some other big, important, very fun Rangers news for the TV deal is that David Raymond is, is obviously back as the primary play-by-play, play-by-play guy, but Jared Sandler, voice, one of the voices of the Texas Rangers, will be doing play-by-play for some Rangers big league TV games while Dave Raymond is out that is very exciting for the local kid jared jared sandler shout out to jared uh be be very excited to see him calling raiders games on tv i think i know he is just over the moon about it and uh just congrats to him the rangers will have four spring training games that will be aired on television march 14th against the reds 
March 16th against the Diamondbacks. That'll be a split squad game. The 18th against the Mariners and the 25th against the Red Sox. That one will be at Globe Life Field on a Monday. Rangers will start their season on Thursday. So that will be one of the last games they play during spring training. But hey, it is almost here. It's time to look at this offseason as a whole in general. The Rangers have their entire 40-man roster spots. All of those are accounted for. Uh, they have 69 invites to spring training, which is a pretty nice number of, of invites to to their big league spring training. I don't know if they're going to do anything else. The only thing that I think they have left to do is is obviously bring back Jordan Montgomery, which I am flabbergasted that we are a day from pitchers and catchers reporting, and he has not signed anywhere, let alone with the Rangers. There have been a lot of teams linked to him, and he is one of the more interesting free agent cases of the last couple of years. Blake Snell is obviously still out there, um, and I would love for the Rangers to bring Monty back. But say this is the team that heads into spring training that starts the season, which I very well think it will be at this point. I'd say I give the offseason just a B. Not B plus, not a B minus, not even a C. As some people might be thinking that's a little bit too high of an offseason grade, but I mean this Rangers team is didn't have to do a whole lot as the reigning champs. I mean, obviously you want to get better and a lot of other teams, even in the division, did a decent amount to get better. The Mariners had a really solid offseason bringing in a lot of bats shedding payroll, which looked like it was just a shed payroll, but their rotation is very good. They added to their bullpen. They added to their lineup. Uh, Mitch Garver and uh, Jorge Polanco, both very solid additions. Luke Raley is solid. Mitch Hanniger could could be a solid improvement for them in right field over what they had in Teoscar Hernandez last year. Um, the Astros didn't do a whole lot. It was mainly addition by subtraction of adding a uh, backup catcher, letting Yiner be the primary guy, and then adding Josh Hader. Other than that, not a whole lot that the uh, that the Astros did this year, but I think the Rangers are in a solid spot. They didn't have to do much to their lineup. The only everyday bat they lost was Mitch Garver, and he only played in, what, 78 or so games in the regular season last year. It's probably going to be Wyatt Langford or Ezekiel Duran that's taking over that everyday D8 spot, and I think those are both solid options. And if it's not them, then it'll be Justin Foscue. I think the rotation is, is fine so long as there's no first-half injuries and... At least two of the three guys come back that are on the IL in Max Scherzer and Tyler Malley and DeGrom. As long as two of those three guys hit their target dates to come back, I think this rotation's in a solid spot. I think the bullpen would be better. I'm hoping for a more consistent year from Josh Bores and kind of expecting it because, you know, so much of being a reliever is about confidence. And how can you not have all the confidence in the world in yourself after that insane World Series run, that insane playoff run for him and for Jose Leclerc? I think this rotation is fine, and the offense is insanely good, and I think only going to get better. You're going to have a full year of Evan Carter, who was sensational. Now, I don't think he's going to have you know the 3-4-6 slash line of 1,000-plus OPS that he had at the end of the regular season and the postseason, but I'm not saying that's impossible. Corey Seager's coming off of a career season. Marcus Simeon was incredible. Jonah Heim was an all-star. Josh Young was an all-star. Adoles Garcia was an all-star and a freaking superstar in the playoffs. Louis Tavares is having a very, very solid season last year. And if that's your number nine hitter, which I, I think he probably will be to start the season, that's a darn good lineup. It was already a darn good lineup and probably a top three lineup in all of baseball, if not top two. I, I still am not sure they're quite ahead of the Braves with how insanely good that lineup is. But this is 
still an absolutely dominant team that has you know enough confidence in itself. They have Bruce Bochy. They are coming off of a championship. I, I don't see why this team is getting so much worse. Like all these projections have them as a you know eighty one or eighty five win team. I don't think the Jordan Montgomery signing here would would change all those projections to have them as a ninety five win team. I don't know that this is a ninety five win team during the regular season, but I think that's fine. I think this team proved to themselves last year that, hey, we are very good in the playoffs. We are very good when the pressure's on. We are very good on the road in the playoffs, actually undefeated on the road in the playoffs, in case people forgot about that, something that I don't think will uh, ever be, a record that I don't think will ever be broken for the most, uh, for having an undefeated run on the road in the postseason. I don't think any team is ever beating that or having more consecutive road wins than Raiders did in the postseason last year. It's an absolutely incredible run on the road, and this team is just so talented, so confident, and just by running it, basically running it back, adding a few minor additions in, uh, you know, Malley and, and Kisner and the two relievers in Robertson and Yates, I think that's all this Rangers team really had to do. Obviously, I would feel much better about this team having a better regular season if Jordan Montgomery was in this rotation to start the year and having Cody Bradford as your long man as opposed to your number five man in your rotation. That would make me feel better about the, you know, overall projection of this Rangers team. But, I mean, once it rolls around to playoff time, and if you do have a fully healthy rotation of DeGrom, then Eovaldi, then Scherzer, then Malley, and you throw John Gray in the bullpen, that's a really, really solid team. And that is a team that can compete with literally anybody in baseball, including the Dodgers, who brought in basically everyone that they could after winning 100 games last year. This team isn't scared of anyone, and even though the offseason wasn't as flashy as some of us would have liked, and it's definitely been a lot you know, quieter than the last couple of years, it's kind of hard to manage those expectations relative to the past. Because the last couple of off seasons have been insanely loud, insanely flashy, and um, this Rangers team didn't need to do all that. They weren't coming off a 90-plus loss season. They weren't coming off of a 100-loss season. This is a team coming off a 90-win season and a freaking championship. And they built that core, and they have young players that are going to be you know, embedded in this team for years and years and years to come that are only getting better. Josh Young was an all-star in his first year as a starter. I don't think he's getting any worse. I think he's getting better. Evan Carter was sensational in his first month and a half of big league baseball, and I think he's going to be a massive improvement on this team. White Langford hasn't even made his big league debut yet, and there are already insanely sky-high expectations on him for good reason, because he lit the entire minor leagues on fire, and had it not been for Evan Carter being there, he might have been the one coming up to replace Elos Garcia with that injury and, you know, lighting the world on fire like Evan Carter did. That's not how it worked out. But hey, I think he's going to make his big league debut this year. I think he's going to turn some heads. And I think he might just win Rookie of the Year. He's going to be in a, it feels like a three-horse race between him, his teammate Evan Carter, and Jackson Holiday whenever he gets up for the Baltimore Orioles. But this is a very, very solid team. It wasn't as loud an offseason as we had in years past, but hey, when you win a championship, you don't really need to improve all that much. Just shore up some holes, head into the season with that crown on your heads, and ready to take on everybody as you head in as the reigning World Series champs. That's going to do it for today's show. Thank you all so much for listening and subscribing. And until next time, don't forget to enjoy World Series champion Texas Rangers baseball.